you know what? I was like, what the hell am I going to talk about this week? What am I going to talk about? I feel like I often just lose the inspo. And I've had this conversation several times. It's funny, like people will listen to my podcast and they'll be like, I just feel like I'm having a conversation with you. So I'm losing listeners, guys, because people are just calling me. I'm going to start hitting reject on that phone because y'all just... (laughs) Y'all just be calling me instead of listening to the pod. So I got to drop some, I got to drop some fire. You know, I got to think of something. I got to think of something out of this world, you know. Speaking of out of this world though, okay. Speaking of out of this world, all right. Here's the thing. I'm a graduate now. That's number one. Number one, now I'm a university graduate. Only paid $40 million dollars to get a piece of paper, which I don't even know how to obtain that. How do you get your diploma? I don't know. Is it coming in the mail? Do I have to go pick it up? I already blew it with the cap and gown. I I have no cap, no gown. Okay, no cap. And that's on God. Okay, that's on God. No cap, no gown, no stole. Okay, nothing. I don't have anything. Thank God I went. I thank God I went all out on my high school graduation because Homegirl didn't even have a college graduation. Where where was it? It just wasn't even there. So, um, you know, that's that's number one. Speaking of being number one, okay. If you are stuck in quarantine, forget stuck. If you feel free and you're like, hey, you know what? I need a website. I need something where I can really show the world I'm number one. Show the world you're a college graduate. Show the world you're a professional. Show the world that's what you are. You can do that with Red Sands, okay? I know you guys are like, oh my god, another ad. Before you skip this stupid ad, before you're like another advertisement, it's not It's not even about the ad. The other day, I swear to God, I was trying to navigate just my own, just my own, like, university portal website. And I'm like, why is this so cluttered? Why can't I find anything? Why do I have to put on my reading glasses? Okay, it's not because I have bad eyesight. It's because your website sucks. So if you want a website that's really gonna just take you from one level to another let me tell you something okay let me tell you something red sense is the way to go go to redsense.com slash sassy sundays or when you fill out the contact information um type in sassy sundays for a free consultation because like i said all the other companies that make websites for you the back end front end they do everything a to z bro if it was the greek alphabet alpha to zeta i don't know what the z stands for Maybe, yeah, I don't know, but they do everything. They're a big, they're a big deal, guys. Like they really, really have done amazing projects. Please go check out their Instagram. Big shout out and plug to them. They really just know kind of how to, how to make it pop off for you because you, because you clearly don't know how not to insult you, but get it together. Many times I sit and I do this podcast and I wonder and I'm like, how can I, what do I talk about? But you know, now I've graduated, I think it's time to do a little bit of reflection. 
I think it's time for me to just sit and have a conversation. Just me and you having a conversation, having a one-sided conversation, you know, the best kind of conversation. Um, I kind of want to talk about the different jobs I've had. Um, I am working full-time um, in sales in San Diego. I have to, I'm going to be here for a while until things open up and maybe, you know, there's an opportunity for me somewhere else in the future. Who knows, you know, what's going to happen, how life goes. But um, I want to talk about like the first jobs I had when I was in high school. I never really had a job. Um, but when I was in college, you know, partying costs money, alcohol costs money, the Venmo's popping. I never really liked asking my parents for money. Um, so, um, you know, I just really wanted to, um, I never really asked my parents for money because I just felt like they're already paying for my college education. I feel like I need to earn this on my own. Um, and so I just, um, you know, felt like, okay, I need a job. So one of my friends from high school, I'd, I'd done a lot of babysitting. Okay. That was kind of my go-to job, right? There were a lot of, I babysat for a lot of military families, um, and where the mom and the dad would have their date nights or, um, the dad was deployed or, uh, the mom was deployed and the uh, other parent was working and they need someone to pick up the kid from school. I was kind of the nanny for a little bit. Um, I, what happened was one of my friends in high school, her brothers needed babysitting and I started babysitting for them. And then they, their friends needed a babysitter. So my, it was like, you know, through word of mouth, my contact got spread like wildfire in, in this community, basically in scripts. And I ended up becoming kind of like the national babysitter of the town, just like kind of the designated BS babysitter. So, um, I ended up babysitting. That was a very interesting experience. Um, I definitely it was nice getting paid cash. You know, you don't really understand the value of black money until you have to pay taxes. So, um, I was in college. I was a freshman. I was a freshman in college. I think I wasn't in high school. I was definitely in college. Um, and I, and I would babysit, you know, I would babysit and these kids were dope. There were times, <laughs> Oh my God, the things, man, the things I learned, you know, it was nice. I would eat, I would eat their food, you know, they would leave food for me. I'd eat, I'd make some Nutella toast or something for one of the kids. Um, I remember one of my, my favorite kids to babysit. Now they moved to DC, um, was a, a brother and a sister and I'm not going to name drop them, but, um, the boy was like maybe two or three. I think now he's like seven six or seven, maybe older, maybe he's eight. And he was so cute. And I remember one time, uh, the mom was like, Hey, sweetie, just want to let you know, he doesn't give big heads up when he has to go to the bathroom, but he's not in diapers. So just watch him 24 seven. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry. What was the heads up? How does he, how did, how do you know if he has to, you know, I don't, I have a sister. I've never potty trained a male I don't know how men have to go to the restroom I don't know that you know how am I supposed to know that so you know I'm 18 this kid is like two years old two three maybe three yeah I think it was three 
And the mom's like, okay, sweetie, have fun. I'll see you later. I was like, okay. So she leaves. And, um, oh, no. You know what? I was a sophomore in college. Anyways, um, she leaves. And the kid, you know, he would start jumping up and down. And I was like, okay, does he, is he peeing? I would just kind of do a quick bend and snap. You know, check the bottom, see if he was peeing. And he never really was. Um, but he, he seemed pretty, pretty all right, to be honest. Like, I don't think that... Um, uh, you know, I, I, I digress mentally. I digress. So he, he kind of looked at me and he started jumping up and down, you know, and then he was looking at me and he was smiling. So I was like, Oh, he's just having fun. Then he looked at me and he started looking really nervous. So I was like, okay, you know, let me take him to the bathroom. So I was like, okay, you gotta, and he, you know, he starts grabbing his crotch and I'm like, okay, he has to pee. So I was like, okay, let's go to the bathroom. He goes and he just stands in front of the toilet. And I'm like, okay, go, you know, have fun. You know, you, you know how to, so he looks at me like, you know, come on, you know, let's pee. And I'm like, you pee. He's like, no, we pee. I'm like, no, you pee, you pee. I don't have to pee. You can pee. And he just keeps looking at me and he keeps jumping up and down. Like it's like a, his face is like a ticking time bomb. Like it's, it's coming out. Take, take some action. Hit the nuclear code now. We have to hit the nuclear code now is kind of how he, the way he looked. You know, he's two, three years old. You know, facial expressions, you're the purest form of who you are as a child. And he takes his little potty thingy on the side. What am I talking about? <laughs> takes his potty thing from the side of the toilet, puts it on the toilet. <laughs> so he's like, that's step one. Okay, he's kind of guiding me. He's like, this is step one. I'm like, thanks. So again, I'm explaining this in five minutes. All this happened in five seconds, okay? He takes the potty thing, puts it on the toilet. He looks at me. He's like, now. Like his face is saying, right now, right now. So I pull his, so I'm like, okay. So I, you know, I'm like six feet apart. I've been social distancing from little kids since then. Six feet apart. And I just kind of reach my arms out to his pants. And I slowly just, uh, like, I, you know, I just pull it down a little. Okay, because I'm like, you got to do it. And he's just like, you got to do it. I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's not the strongest communicator is what the mom said. And he wasn't. So I was like, what, what are we doing? You know, what's the game plan? So I pull it down and he's jumping up and down and I just pick him up six feet apart. He's like six feet apart from my body. I pick him up. I put him on the toilet. Okay. Great. I did it. I did it. He finally just releases basically. But he doesn't point down. I, I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. Next thing I know, there's piss all over the wall across from him. All over the bathroom. There's just piss everywhere. Like a sprinkler hose. And I'm looking at him like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Three-year-old kid. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? I didn't know he had to point down. I didn't know this was something... That had to be done. I, I didn't know that. So he starts peeing all over the walls. And immediately he goes into panic mode and he starts crying. And he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He jumps up. I'm like, bro, do not stand up and pee on the ground. Just keep sitting, bro. Just sit down. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. And I run, grab the simple green from under the, under the sink. And I start spraying the walls with <laughs> 
with simple green and paper towels and he just starts sobbing he's so remorseful i'm like you're more remorseful than any guy i've ever dated like i swear to god so cute so cute um so point down is what i learned so i didn't know that i told the mom and she was just she came home she was like cracking up um but yeah that was that was an interesting experience you know kids kids are tough you know kids are tough there was this one time where I was picking up these three kids after school and I was super tired because I think I had an assignment due late, late night or something. We were watching America's Got Talent on the TV. The kids love that. It was funny because the little girl actually had a Scottish accent because they grew up in different parts of the world. They had been, they moved like seven or eight times, this family. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's so interesting I'm talking about this memorial day because like I you know military families they go through a lot man they go through a lot um so uh she basically was um we, we were sitting and uh watching tv and put on Americans Got Talent she's like you want to watch Americans Got Talent I mean that's a British accent it's not Scottish and I was like yeah sure put it on um and so we were watching it and um I fell asleep on the couch as we were watching, you know, and <laughs> this is insane. I opened my eyes and I'd open up to all three of them just looking at me. <laughs> and then one of the guys was like, are you, a, were you, were you sleeping? I was like, no, 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 no. I just was thinking about something. I was close my eyes. I, I wasn't, no, no way. No, no, no. It's 2 PM. Why would I be asleep now? What do you, you're so silly here. Do you want some milk? I got up and got them some food so embarrassing um yeah so I used to be a babysitter that was very interesting haven't done that in a while um and then once I did that I um but you know it's interesting like the tea you hear like from kids bro kids will spill the tea like no one's business and some of these kids were kind of racist towards me a little bit not all of them but some of them would ask me if I was a U.S. citizen I remember this was just before Trump had gotten elected or he was about to get elected um you know and it's like hey they were like oh so what part of India are you from and I'm like I'm not from India I'm from the United States even the other day I was talking to somebody and he was like so where are you going after you graduate? Are you going to go back to India? And I was like, no, why would I? He was like, oh, no, no. So I was like, that's really racist. And he's like, no, no, no. I mean, I'm just wondering because I thought maybe you have a vacation home there or something. I'm like a vacation home in India. Who vacations there? I mean, it's where my family comes from. I go there all the time to visit someone. But wouldn't you want to buy a vacation home in the Maldives? Why would you buy a vacation home in India? Anyways, 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 I don't want to get into racial tensions because it's not that kind of podcast, but, um, but, um, anyways, call her daddy, the tea, you guys, the tea, I have been drinking this tea, I have been sucking this tea, I have been inhaling this tea, like, no one's business, like, literally nobody's business, Alex and Sophia, bro. I mean, listen, I'll tell you something. I've lost a lot of friends to another partner. I've lost a lot of friends to a partner. And when you're losing friends to your significant other, if your wits, uh, this is, this is some tea. I get really heated about issues like this. I think it's really, 
frustrating. You know, when people lack independence, and I'm sure we all know people like that, when people lack independence and they cannot, you know, I mean, people have their life together and they build their life together. And I, I, I appreciate that. I understand that. But when you lose friends because you are so engulfed in your partner and your partner is controlling if you guys don't know the call her daddy tea there was basically a podcast called call her daddy it's one of the biggest podcasts in the world it's owned by barstool sports these two girls alex and sophia that were hosting it long story long um were roommates best friends hosting the podcast together all this stuff and Sophia had a very controlling boyfriend who also happened to be very high up in the industry and tried to shop their podcast around and that went to shit and then Barstool was like here we'll give you more and more and Alex was like this is a good deal we need to take it because the podcast was making multi-millions I mean they were bringing in tons of revenue and the girls were not getting paid um, accordingly so they wanted to renegotiate and one way they did that was kind of shop it around and Um, The girls were not getting a good, basically, deal. Like, they they were not able to shop it around somewhere else. And Barstool said, if you leave, we're going to sue you because you're in a three-year contract. Fair. Totally fair. And um, Alex was like, I'm going to go back to Barstool. Like, it's not an option. And Sophia was like, I will not. So... There's been a lot of drama. People have come out and said a bunch of things. Sophia said something. It was bullshit. She didn't say anything, basically. It was a whole video just of nothing. Um, and now it's just Alex. And she's going to move out in July. And, um, you know, I mean, I mean, it's sad. Like, when you... She was kind of saying on the podcast, she was answering, and she was like, how do you do this alone? Like, all this stuff. And I get it. You know, there's pressure. Like, I remember when I used to do my Instagram vlogs, like, people were DMing me nonstop. Like, this is so funny, blah, blah, blah. Like, people, you know, I have people from school, like, administrators who follow me, and they're like, Rhea, you're Mindy Calling, all this stuff. And when people start hyping you up, there's a lot of pressure, and that's kind of what she was saying. And I am by no means am I comparing myself to them. I'm not even close. But... It's hard. Like, if I don't want to do an episode, I don't do it. And then sometimes if I do need to do an episode, I'm like, what do I talk about? And is it going to be funny? Do people like it? Like, what do I do that keeps people engaged and entertained and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, sometimes you have to realize it's not always about engagement. Although you, it's really nice if that's an outcome. But, I mean, Cody Co would sit and talk about his life for an hour and I loved it you know it was such an easy listen even when I'm getting ready sometimes I throw it on his own insanely chill podcast and as you know I absolutely love Cody Ko um and so it's just one of those things where like it's it's hard but she can do it you know she can do it and and and, and she kind of says I lost my best friend to somebody who's controlling and manipulative and didn't let her have her own thoughts if anything was happening it was all whatever he wanted and how he wanted it and that's horrible that's that's the saddest thing that's the saddest thing about it which is like you know I've lost friends to a partner in the sense where they start dating somebody else and the partner is insecure about me and the person's friendship or you know many times I'm friends with somebody I'm not always friends with their significant other I think that's okay like it's okay to have that 
healthy balance and relationship. Obviously, if you know the person, you know, you know the person's partner too, um, you know, it, it, that that's nice, but it's, that's obviously a plus, but it, it's not always like that. And um, I think it's important to be independent before you are co-independent with somebody, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, that whole situation is insane. I did not see it coming. Um, and I'm sad that it, that it's over so quickly. I mean, they were 80 episodes in, 80 episodes in, which is like a year and a half and it was over. Um, and Alex edited everything, would record for three hours. Dude, I can't even imagine recording for three hours bro recording an odd ca- uh, blah. recording a podcast for three hours and editing it <sighs> no way someone asked me they were like oh my gosh like do you script your podcast I'm like that's like writing a speech every week why would I script it how can I script that it's like writing an essay and reciting the essay absolutely not so um for those of you who don't know I've been to a psychic before and um, I called her and I asked her what these repeating numbers mean. I'm very spiritual. I like to meditate. I like to pray. I have faith in a higher power, etc. And so it's asking her, I was like, I see these repeating numbers all the time. I see 1010, 1111. My phone's in military time. So I see like the 1414 or like 1515, um, 1919, like just all these, all these repeating numbers. And if if anyone else is also seeing them, I just want to let you know, like, it's because, it's because, like, is what she told me, which I don't know, I take everything she says with a grain of salt, but, um, that it's because there's a positive change coming in your life. It's, it's a sign of growth and spirituality and something that you're, that you're growing. It means new beginnings, transitions, um, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't anything bad and it just drives me nuts, bro. It just drives me nuts. I just hate seeing, like, like right now, I just saw 2222. It's like, you know, may- maybe I'm just, maybe it's like the self-fulfilling part. I don't really think it is, though. I never told myself I want to see numbers like that. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, oh, back to the jobs. So I took it from, ba- so I used to babysit just kind of under the table. And then I went to this professional babysitting agency that was my first job interview ever. It was my first job interview ever. It was my first, um, like, signing on to a job, like, first direct deposit, like, all that jazz. It was my first time. And it was called Babysitters, uh, what was it called? I forget what it's called. I don't think it's real anymore, but I don't, I don't know. But my, one of my friends had done that and she um started working with this family who found so it's an app okay it's an app and you are independent babysitters who who sign up and uh these families can pay a monthly subscription and ask for a babysitter at any time like on-demand babysitter basically so it's like you have to respond yes or no and if you say yes but then you say no you get like these strikes so it's like all these punishments like if you don't do it the right way so anyways that's not the point I did that a little for like a few weeks I did that for a month or two and um basically I thought it was so so messed up 
I, they said, we, they, if, if, if your child is special needs, okay, if your child is even slightly special needs, even to the slightest, like, honestly, I'm not special needs, but sometimes I, I'm so dumb, I behave special needs sometimes, like, no joke, even if you're, even if you accidentally might be special needs, if you legally, so the company doesn't get into any kind of trouble, et cetera, et cetera, you need the the babysitter needs special certification and training. I had to get CPR trained for this job. So I remember going to Coronado, getting CPR trained. I don't remember jack shit from the training. I just remember the office episode and then I I would conduct that if I had to. Um, but I had to get CPR certified cuz cuz you have to be somewhat educated to be able if something happens in emergency wise cuz you're an employee of this company, okay? So I remember they needed basically because they kind of had some of these families had their regulars like their regular babysitters blah 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 who they would call and then oftentimes what would happen is the families would try and poach the babysitters under the table and they'd be like listen sarah I'm not going to use the app anymore. I'll stop paying this stupid 200 bucks a month subscription. Let me just pay you 200 bucks and then you can come more often, etc. So it's, I mean, it makes sense, right? And if you do that and if the company finds out, they tell you ahead of time, don't let that happen. You get in big trouble, whatever, whatever. You know, they're like, you're an, an employee of ours. Like you can't be going around individually. And I was like, that's bullshit. How the hell are you going to stop them? Anyways, that's not the point. So, if you're special ed, you need training. You need training to be, to to watch over these kids. And what they would do is, if the kid wasn't extremely special needs, like, they would literally... Like, like, I would... Basically, because I was new, I would start getting these kids who were, like, half special needs. When that wasn't allowed. Like, it's not allowed. You can't just go and watch a special needs kid when you're not special needs certified. And they were lacking people who were special needs certified. So they would throw us regulars as gen public or as gen pub babysitters into to dip our toes in the special needs pool, bro. And they would make us like go. And these kids were like slightly autistic, but they were high functioning or like you know, they were, um, kind like schizophrenic, like just really not, you could tell they just weren't normal kids. And I'd have to go pick them up from school. I would have to feed them something. And it would always just be something like, okay, Johnny's dad died four months ago. And the mom would call me ahead of time be like, Hey, so I just want to let you know his mom died. So he might be depressed. So if he pulls a gun on your head, just don't panic. It's going to be fine. Like, don't worry. Okay. He, he does that. I'm like, bro, what? I'm like, what? And it was getting to a point where I was like, I I just wasn't feeling comfortable um, seeing these kids and kind of doing this when I wasn't trained and just like picking up random, watching random kids. Like kids can be a little cray, you know, and I, I didn't want to be doing that. So I stopped. Um, I stopped that. Uh, I quit after like a month and a half. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. Thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. And um, then I started working for my mom over the summer. Uh, going into my sophomore year 
and I started working for my mom and that was fun because it was just like pretty chill and then after that um I got a job in 2018 at my school's international center I saw a um ad on Instagram I was following one of the accounts and they're like hey we need a social media person marketing person do you like we're looking for someone so I ended up applying I got the job and it was great it was really life like you know I met a lot of cool people through that job people I'm still friends with today um I learned a lot about the study abroad program it was an office setting it was on campus it was convenient um you know I I it I kind of got boring towards the end um but it was it was great I mean I learned a lot about um, kind of graphic arts, making new posters, um, you know, kind of just the entry level office desk job, you know, they would bring in pizza sometimes and like, bring in like brownies sometimes. And I met a lot of great international, it was a very international job. You know, it was the international center at USD. So that was really great. And they all got to know me. And one day in that job, though, I came in one day, and my boss just and I, I saw my boss the day before and I was like, hey, thank you so much. Uh, hope everything's good. Like, I'll see you tomorrow. And he was like, yep, see you tomorrow. And he was new to the school, but he was my boss and he had been on board and everything. It was totally fine. And then the next day I come in and he's just not like I go into his office and he's just not there. His entire desk has been cleared. And I went back and I sat in my like intern place and I was and somebody else came in like another colleague and was like yeah he's been he was fired I don't we don't know why super strange she just shrugged her shoulders and left and I was like I think he had like a two-year-old daughter dude like what happened you know till this day I I I don't know till this day I I I really don't know what happened and I somebody I heard weird things like somebody told me his door used to be closed all the time which it was but I don't think that really has to do with anything I I I don't know you know he was just fired on the spot and it was really weird like I was like hey see you tomorrow and I came back and he was gone that was a weird experience um so hope he's doing okay um that was that and then after that I left to go to Japan and then in the summer I had an internship at a big company in Carlsbad, Viasat, which was a great experience. It was great office experience. Um, you know, I had a badge. I had a desk. I met, I met amazing lifelong intern friends. Um, got a lot of experience what it's like to be in an office. Kind of felt like learned a lot about what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. Um, which was very, I'm very grateful for that experience. I got paid top dollar. You know what I'm saying? And left, um, I, uh, it was a super fun summer. I mean, they treated the interns like royalty. We partied so hard on the weekend, um, and had worked, worked hard, play hard. Like that was kind of the, the vibe. And, um, then after that, um, I, um, spent time, I, I went to Japan. I didn't have a job in Japan. Um, and then I came back looking for a job at the International Center where I was working previously. And they said they were full. They had already had a bunch of interns and other people were coming back and they don't have room for me. And I said, okay, well, you know, um, that that's fine. I mean, okay, well, I'll just look somewhere else. One of my other friends who was from, um, she's from Denmark, Josephine. Shout out to you. Um, she 
since I knew her my sophomore year of college, she, since I was babysitting, I knew her and she was working at this job on campus telefunding, which I had heard about, but I was like, whatever, you know, I don't really need to apply, etc. Like, and then I really wanted a job coming back. And so I was like, okay, I need a job. So I applied there and I saw an advertisement for it in the email and I ended up applying and Josephine referred me and all that. And there I met um, who was going to be my future boss at the time, Nick, um, who was a little bit older than I was. He really wasn't, he's still, he's a few, we're a few years apart. Um, and he's very, he was really one of the best bosses I've had till this day. I mean, I just spoke to him today and he was like so bummed that that I was graduating. It was such a great experience working with him and for him. Um, and I ended up taking up that job and then the international center came back to me and said, Hey, we actually want you. And I said, that's too late, bud. Sorry. So I ended up taking that job and I ended up just crushing it. Like it was just a really fun environment. Um, and I got to raise money for schools and it was an active and I would many times I would have a really bad day and go not many times. I didn't have a bad day all the time, but I would have a bad day or a busy day or I'm tired and I would go in and I would get a couple of pledges and I would get me talk to some really nice people and I'd come out feeling like I was on drugs, like just come out feeling high. And that was, it was the best, you know, it was really just the best. And I had the awesomest coworkers and met a lot of great people and, um, that I would have never met and, um, got a lot of experience. Like I can all, I can talk on the phone for hours now. I mean, not that I couldn't before, but the skill of cold calling is very essential, especially in sales. Um, and it was a huge confidence booster for me, you know, and it's not like that for everyone because it's a, it's a hard job. Like cold calling is not something people always want to do. And, uh, that's just really, uh, it's just not a job that is appealing to people, but I loved it. Um, and it was just amazing. It was just really amazing. I have nothing bad to say about it at all. So, and so that really makes me think, you know, everything happens for a reason. Like the way you get your jobs, the way things work out is just by chance. I think a lot of people have said the greatest things to you are never your choice. You know, the things that happen to you, a lot of them are not your choice. So very interesting. Um, and yeah, and so now I'm working somewhere else. And so it's it's just all kind of come together you know and it's been a great experience I've learned something from each one and um you know I'm I'm more than happy to more than happy to uh to see where life takes me after but yeah these are the different jobs I've had I just felt like I should recount and you know I think I'm gonna start getting a little more juicy on the podcast I think I'm gonna start inviting other people and start switching it up because I just want to increase the listener and I want to make it more interesting and I really want some suggestions on what I should do and how I should do it so yeah that's kind of my take that's my take on the jobs I've had in college I want to say thanks to you guys for listening I'm sorry I'm late again working oftentimes is more stressful than school to be very honest with you and uh if anyone knows where I can get my diploma let me know (laughs) okay bye